Welcome to Collier's Talks, a podcast series featuring the latest trends, insights, research, and developments in commercial real estate in Canada and beyond. Welcome to Collier's Talks. Uh, Today, we're going to make life easy for the audience because we have two Matts, so you only have to remember one name. With that, I should say I'm Matt Johnson, Senior Vice President here at Collier's. I lead our nonprofit and life sciences initiatives across Canada. These two sectors are linked through universities, hospitals, research centers, and amazing entities such as Mars, who are in the forefront of the life science and innovation industries in Canada. I'm excited to be joined by my fellow Matt, Matt Switzer, Director, USA East at Toronto Global, who has been with his Toronto Global team, an incredible and constant partner and resource to myself, my fellow team members, and to our clients, most importantly. How's it going, Matt? Hey, good morning, Matt. How are you? I am great. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. So, Matt, you spend your days speaking about the many reasons why Toronto, Southern Ontario, and Canada is a great place to do business. I know you and the Toronto Global team work hard at driving business to our city. And the Toronto Global team is also concerned about regional initiatives as well as participating in in beneficial uh, business ventures that would would benefit the Canadian business community in general. The audience and I look forward to hearing all about your efforts, learnings, and insights, of course. But to begin, I know you've lived overseas. You're an avid cyclist. I think you rode your bike in today, which is terrific. And you have many interests. So how about taking a moment to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and to also introduce Toronto Global? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me. So Listen, Toronto Global, we get to sell the Toronto region and what a time to kind of tout everything that's happening here. And that's really what excites me and that's what led me to this role. And I think, you know, there's no one right way to become, you know, an investment attraction um, kind of advisor or to, to kind of sell a city internationally. It's kind of a bit bunch of different pieces that that led me here and one you mentioned you know living overseas for six years was really lucky to to see different cultures different cities different companies how they thrived how they grew what attracted talent to those cities and so that provided the foundation to think international but to also think local at the same time moving back to the city you know you kind of have that traveler's mindset on hey wait a minute so this is how people view a, a, a international hub, a, a growing city. And so my first kind of foray was I went to work at the Business News Network, which is essentially Canada's uh, financial um, business news television station. And there I got to talk to CEOs, investors, researchers, the ecosystem of what was happening here in Toronto and really across Canada. And the the theme, this was, you know, this was seven, eight years ago, and the theme was, what a great place to do business. What an exciting time to be here. Look at all these opportunities. It's not just with tech, it's with life sciences, it's food and beverage, it's clean tech. There's things happening here that aren't happening anywhere else. And I took that and I was able to build a really strong network to understand the story, the connections, and the you know the, the themes that were driving this this region forward. And I said, you know what? There's something here. And so I knew of Toronto Global, so I knocked on their door and said, look, I wanna work for you. I know this city, I know this region, I can help tell the story, I can connect the dots to you know, really showcase the opportunities that are here. And it took me about a year, 
but I kept on knocking and they finally let me in the door and that was uh, six and a half years ago. And I tell you what a ride it's been. I think everyone that's been here in Canada, every major city has seen strong growth, but coast to coast to coast. But I say the Toronto region and Toronto in particular has led the charge for a variety of reasons that I'm sure we'll get into, but it's been a fun time. I love it. You know, we spend so much time knocking on doors at this end. It's interesting to hear how persistent you were to, you know, become part of Toronto Global and to represent Toronto Global internationally and nationally in, in, in everything that Toronto Global does, which is a great story and aligns very much with our, our culture here. So talk to me a little bit about Toronto Global's mission and how that'll sort of translate into your plan for 2022. Sure. So at the heart of it, Toronto Global, we're a government agency. We're funded by the three levels of government. We have one mandate. One objective, that's to attract and support global companies to expand and do business in the Toronto region. So we work with startups to Fortune 500 companies across all sectors, and everything we do is confidential and complimentary. We really want, you know, at the end of the day, we want to ensure that we can help these global companies do their due diligence and understand the opportunities of why Toronto. That's it in a nutshell. And so how do we do that? Well. You know, if I was to paint a picture and, and tell you the two buckets and how, how we help. The first bucket is the structural. You know, how do you legally do business in Canada? Incorporation, taxation, real estate, immigration, the nuts and bolts on putting it together. And, and so that's kind of the first step. But the second step, the second bucket are all the intangibles, market research, ecosystem overviews, connections to universities, colleges. What do the incentives look like? They want to talk to other global companies that have expanded into the Toronto region and hear from them what their experiences were. We'll do that. We want to roll out that red carpet because we know that other major cities are doing the same thing. And so we want to tout the Toronto region. We want companies to say, you know what? We listen to London, England. We listen to Singapore. We're looking at Austin, Texas. But you know what? Toronto, they, they showed us a great time. They connected us with some key folks that really allowed us to do our due diligence, understand what it takes, and we feel that we, we wanna be welcomed there. And that's our role, is to really make companies understand that we want them here, they can grow here, and you know, you wanna grow in a growing market, and that's exactly what, what the Toronto region is. So that's what we do in a nutshell. I'm sure there's people in the audience that are wondering, when you say Toronto Global, maybe you could just clarify, what is the region that Toronto Global services? Yeah, absolutely. So the city of Toronto, then you look north, we have York region, we have Durham region to the east, and then Peel and Halton region to the west. All the municipalities like Burlington, Oakville, Oshawa, Clarington, Markham, Vaughan, Brampton, Mississauga, uh, and of course, Toronto. And it's interesting because it's easy to think, well, all the growth's happening in Toronto, and a lot is. But look at Vaughan, brand new downtown city center that was connected to the subway two years ago. You have Markham, brand new city center that's being built there too. It's happening all over the place, and that's what's exciting. And you look at Mississauga with the brand new LRT going right up here on Ontario Street. This type of development, it's not just right downtown Toronto. It's it's really all over the place. And I think that's that's why it's important to really tout the region. And the region's important too. You know, it's it's a talent story. We want to compete against London Englands and the Singapore's and the New York Cities. 
we tell a better story and it's the right story when we put a regional lens to it because you can locate your business anywhere in the region and you're going to be able to attract talent from across the region and that's the story that you want to tell because businesses don't look at municipal boundaries they look at that total catchment area of where can i find my talent who can i sell to and where are the assets that allow me to do that the airports subway stops go train stations the food terminals data centers all these unique assets are, are scattered around everywhere and they all bring an advantage to the region yeah uh, you know i think about all the work that you and i have done together and you know everything from connecting groups to to mars and universities and, and, and law firms but also you know to partners in mississauga to partners throughout the region and you've connected me down into New York, into Boston, as well as to your partners in, in Montreal and Vancouver. And I know we have a national audience here. And in fact, we may have an international audience, which would be terrific. So why don't we talk a little bit about, you know, regional and national strategies that Toronto Global has been a part of, or how, how maybe what your team does can impact uh, a Canadian overall strategy or benefit Canadian business communities? Sure. Well, I always think we're Team Canada first. We always have our Canada hat on because a win for Vancouver, Halifax or Edmonton is a win for everybody. You know, so you want to go in with that mentality and you want to introduce Canada first when you're talking to a company. And then you, you come down into the why the Toronto region, for example. I think the key advantages that Canada brings to the table, every city touts. And really, it goes back to the basics. It's, it's immigration, which is a fantastic immigration program that's merit-based, that provides a clear path to permanent residency for folks and provides an open work permit for their spouses. This is in clear contrast to the U.S. And we've seen, you know, this has been a boon for Canadian companies and for global companies to access that talent. And so, you know, when we find something that works, we make sure our federal colleagues know we make sure they understand. And if we see different trends or unique things kind of happening, we make sure they know it. And to their credit, they've been very supportive and they've been very uh, proactive. You look at the national strategies for artificial intelligence, you know, Canada was one of the first countries that came out with the national strategy for that. That's, that's unique. And again, it goes back to the unique assets that Toronto, uh, Montreal and Edmonton um, had in that space in machine learning and deep learning. And so they were able to capitalize on that. There's the Global Skills Strategy, which was a program, it was a pilot project, and I believe they're gonna keep going with this, that allows companies to bring, bring in the best and the brightest from around the world in a, in a two, three week timeline. That's impressive. Yeah. You know, there's also the startup visa that, you know, they're essentially scale-ups from around the world enter into the Canadian marketplace and it provides them that work permit to permanent residency. This attracts a lot of unique companies from around the world that's benefited the country, benefited a lot, a lot of cities, and it's being able to, you know, to, to share our feedback with the federal government and them to implement things has been, it's been great to see. The AI strategy specifically, I mean, we're seeing here in Toronto, University of Toronto is in the process of building an entire building dedicated to machine learning and AI you know, over 400,000 square feet. And, you know, five, 10 years ago, we never would have envisioned that. And that's likely in part, anyway, a direct result of a national strategy and 
in all the programmatic realities at University of Toronto, where they're so focused on on innovation, which is amazing, and right there in the Discovery District. It, it does make me think, you know, I listen to, to everything you're saying here, Matt, and, and the work we've done together. I view Toronto Global as a very sophisticated offering to our clients. And, you know, our clients, I can think of five or six examples this year where we have introduced your team to our clients and, and they've come back to us and just told, told us how amazing an experience they've had. And relative to other cities where they have offices, they haven't had a similar experience. Which begs the question, when you look at Toronto Global and you look at partners or, or similar entities around the world, how do other cities go about generating investment in their cities? And what are you seeing out there? And maybe what keeps you up at night when you think about selling our region comparatively against what other regions and cities globally may be doing? Yeah, that's an interesting question because we're, we're in a unique industry, this investment attraction, economic development kind of game. Every city, every you know state or province, every country have these organizations and they all have same, same, but different mandates. What keeps me up at night and I think what keeps our team up at night is how do we become the best? How do we keep coming up with new ideas, fresh lenses on the story, new contacts, because we always want to tell the best story and we always want to keep advancing that story. For example, it's, you know, we've all seen the traction, major companies coming here, Reddit, Pinterest, Netflix, HCL, the list goes on. And that was a story we tout. But then we start listening to companies that would say, yeah, but are they sucking up all the talent? What's going on with, with the wages then? And we're like, ah, so it's not just you know, we don't just want to tell the story of these companies coming here. We want to talk about how, well, wait, we're the fastest growing metro in North America. Our ability to grow, attract and retain talent is unlike anywhere else. We grow talent from the investment into the universities and colleges to graduate 40,000 STEM folks every year within the province. We attract folks through immigration. We retain folks because of quality of life. So this is a unique market. So you want to keep advancing the story and say, yes, big players are coming, but the talent pool is also growing year over year over year. So that keeps us up at night. You know, we have a very strong research and insights team. They dive into a lot of the nitty gritty stuff. What are the trends that they're seeing? What are things that we may take for granted, but other companies, other investors didn't think of it that way? You know, how can we compare various data sets that can highlight advantages found here that we didn't think of yet. Look at um, Vancouver, for example. They've been very successful in certain key industries. You look at digital media, video games, and film and TV production. You know, so they're extremely focused on that high tech kind of arts and culture type environment. Real strong connection to Asia too, and they've they've really gone after that internationally. Partners in the city of uh, London, England. Very, very strong. They have folks all over the world constantly touting London, England. And then finally, the other one is um, the Malaysian Investment Authority. You know, out of Kuala Lumpur, they do really interesting stuff attracting strong manufacturers into the country. That's their sweet spot. And so, you know, you can go on and on, but it's just, it's an interesting way to hear how other cities and regions tout themselves because they all have different advantages. And they all aren't saying the same thing. They all have slightly different mandates. So, you know, for me personally and, and folks in our team, we love just kind of following what they're doing. 
what they put out, what stories are they telling, how are they doing it, what have their results been so far? Because you know, it's a, it, it's it's good to keep a finger on the pulse on on this space. I wonder how do you avoid finding yourself, or maybe you don't, in in competition with other Canadian cities, and and how does that work? As you said earlier, you know, it's bringing them to Canada should be priority, and then of course you whittle it down from there. But I have to think that you find yourself, you know, in competition among yourselves. Absolutely. We do all the time, all the time. And that's OK, because we have different things to offer. And so we were conscious of that. And I like to think we work closely with our uh, with colleagues across the country. Sometimes we're, we reached out and we're talking to the company. They said, oh, my uh, my husband's from Vancouver and he'd really like to, to go back there. Oh, let me put you in touch with Vancouver uh, Economic Commission or it's a clean tech company and they're doing a lot of stuff in the ocean with tides and they want to do some research. Hey, you got to talk to Halifax. You know, so we're actively kind of sharing leads is the wrong word, but 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 sharing these companies because we know that we're not the best of, of everything and that other cities and other jurisdictions have strong um, assets that, that we should tell. So we know that, too. And so. You know, there's there's friendly competition, I'd say, but we talk regularly with everybody and we kind of know what's going on. And that's one of the first questions, too. We ask companies and like, who else are you talking to? Where else are you interested in? Because sometimes we're talking to a New York based company. They're telling us, you know, we just have one office in New York. We're having a lot more success out in the West Coast in California. We're thinking about putting a customer support team together. But, you know, we want to kind of be in the same time zone as as the folks out west. Like, okay, well, you know, Vancouver's a great option too. Or there's Kelowna, there's a lot, of, there's Victoria. You know, so at the end of the day, we want the company to be successful, and it's our job to sell our assets the best that we can, but also consult them and say, well, listen, talk talk with these folks over there because the time zone thing was interesting and. You know, there could be something there. So why don't you why don't you dive into that further with this team? So Toronto and the Toronto region is always going to get a lot of activity, a lot of action. But again, what's good for Waterloo, what's good for Fredericton, New Brunswick is really good for everybody. And now with COVID and how folks have really moved around the country, there's a really interesting time. I mean, geez, we could talk forever on this, but just the talent mobility working from home, where's the talent moving to? A lot of really strong opportunities for these other kind of fledging cities that are just hitting their strides right now across the country. There's a lot of opportunity there. I, I really don't know what that looks like, but there's something there, you know? There's something there. Well, I think all of our crystal balls are pretty murky at this point. At one point there, you mentioned that Toronto isn't the best at everything. I think there's some some of our colleagues and audience members that are going to enjoy hearing someone from Toronto. Sure. Saying not always yeah. the best and, at everything. Listen, we, we have to admit it. Again, you have to be honest with the company because you want them to succeed here. And again, more often than not, when folks are asking us, okay, Matt, we've heard a lot of great stuff about here. What are some of the challenges? And I'll be the first one to say, yeah, housing costs, housing, housing, and housing. It's getting tough for the younger generation to get into the housing market. So the ideas of having your own single detached home, that may have to change. But, you know, at the other side of the spectrum, you can say, yeah, it's a, relative to what? You know, relative to New York, we're still 
quite um, inexpensive. Austin, Texas, I was there two weeks ago. You know, rents are more expensive in Austin than they are here in Toronto. And so you think you, you put things into context. Yes, across Canada, Toronto, it's, it's a more expensive jurisdiction. But sometimes, you know, often companies don't have a uh, cash or capital problem. They have a talent problem. They want to find the best. And so you, 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 when you look at an investment decision through that lens, you're like, well, the talent pool is here. You know, and then you say, you know, look, the investment that's being put into public infrastructure is massive here. New subway line being built, the LRT across Midtown on Eglinton. Talk about the LRT in Mississauga. There's a lot of work being done here. We talked about the amount of cranes and housing. There's more housing being built this year than there was last year, than there was ever the year before, and so on and so forth. A lot of supplies coming on, but the, the demand is continuing to, to eat it all up. But Matt, I got to ask you this, because you've been in the real estate game for a while. Talk about your experiences over the past you know, five, six years, seeing the city really grow up, so to speak. What are some of the key kind of differences and excitement points that you've seen uh, in your career over the past few years? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I think of when I introduced you, I didn't say anything about your your love of data and stats. Um, but I think of what you all always say when we're in front of clients about there being 40% of cranes in North America are in this marketplace. And that just sticks with me all the time. I think I'm like many kind of apologetically Canadian in my ways, right? I, I, I'm humble in the sale of our marketplace. But as I look at today, I find myself not having to sell Toronto as a place to do business. People know about our city. My global clients, my international clients, clients out of the US want to be here. The recognition of Toronto as a player on a global stage has really come through in the past five years. And I think that's got a lot to do with what we see here. And you know, you spoke about AI, our tech sector is booming. It, certainly COVID has accelerated investment and interest in life sciences. Our political climate, our economic climate are stable. And there's great value related to also being part of a safe city. So as, as I look at my career, uh, I'm seeing more dynamic industries enter here, larger firms looking to establish. As you know, we had a major health insurer looking to establish their international headquarters here. And we're talking about a Fortune 50 company. And they view Toronto as the place to establish their international beachhead. We've got a major gaming company looking to establish a global hub here. And that is in addition to presence that they have elsewhere in Canada, but they view Toronto as the real leading marketplace in our country. So, you know, I, th I think for myself, uh, selling Toronto is far easier today, demonstrating that we have the talent. University of Toronto is a great resource. It's all leading us to a place where I think we're on the cusp of great things. I think life science is about to boom. Tech is going to continue to accelerate. And everything in sort of the innovation industries, it's all taking, uh, you know, a tremendous momentum through the pandemic. And on the other side of this, it's going to be excited to see how we can, you know, continue to supply office space and, and space for these companies to grow. Thinking about that, how does real estate affect your work? It's definitely an important part of an investment decision because they companies want to know wherever they go, they're going to fill those seats. They're going to attract the talent that they want to attract. So it's always top of mind for them. 
And it's not easy, especially coming into a new market. They need to talk to folks. They want to know who their neighbors are. They want to talk to industry and say, look, these are the type of people I'm hiring. Where should I be? Where should I go? And of course, with the market being as tight as it is, we tell companies, look, if you're serious about this, you have to start looking now and, and you have to understand kind of what you want and talk with as many people as you can, because when an opportunity comes up, you're going to want to grab it because it's important. But I would argue the real estate decision is it's one that they don't take lightly. Incorporation, easy to do. Taxation, not a problem. You know, out, outside of hiring that first two, three, four folks, real estate is huge because you want to be where people want to be. Yeah. And when you're new to a city, you have to learn all that stuff. It's a lot of pressure. And so that's why working with folks like you that can walk the, the street and point to this, that, the other, why this is the right building, why it's ideal, how you can grow, who your neighbors are, what's in the atrium. If you're connected to the path system, there's a bike stop right there, subway stop there, streetcar there, gym right there, all the amenities. You know, folks coming into this market, you know, a lot of pressure's on them to make the right decision when they sign that dotted line. And so feeling secure in their decision takes a lot of work. Now, on the other side, you mentioned it. I feel that oftentimes we lose perhaps larger tenants because they can't find the space. And whether it's on the industrial side, you know, where there's other regions, jurisdictions, what have you, they're just significantly cheaper. And, and so it's a cost play. And, and you know what? That's OK, because it's, it's, it's a market dynamics of supply and demand. And so we have to recognize that. But you're absolutely right. It's a tight market when you have the lake to the south and the green belt kind of circling the Toronto region. And, you know, there's still a lot of opportunity to grow vertically, which is happening. But you want to start thinking about where are you going to be able to attract the talent? Are you in a transportation kind of hub to allow you to do that? What do you want to do? So every decision is tricky. Every decision takes a lot of time, but and that's really where it's just working with folks like you and bringing in other people in the ecosystem to help validate the decision, I think is key. So we're creeping up on time here, but I did want to ask one final question, and this is really uh, out of interest to me. So I love the name Toronto Global, but it does make me wonder, how does the world see our city and our market? Great question. I think it's different. If you were to ask all of our market teams, you're going to get a different answer. I'm coming at it from the USA East. So similar culture, same time zone. People have been here before. They know it. You go to the Asian market, they may be like, what's what's Toronto? The city may not be as prominent as it is in the United States, of course. You know, then you could go to to the UK. They may still feel that Toronto's a, the small little Commonwealth city that grew out of London, England a long time ago. And yeah, there's something there, but New York's the place to be. It depends. It all depends on where you're coming from. I still think, you know, again, the past four or five years, Toronto's got a lot of cachet. The brand name's been building, but there's still a lot of work to do. And I think we're getting there. And it's, it's through conversations like this, Matt. You know, one thing that we don't do as Canadians, is pound the table kind of highlighting and bragging what's so good about us. We just kind of go about our business. But if we can change that a bit, give us a little bit of, bit of flair, a little bit of swagger, that's okay. And I think if we can do that, we're making that noise and we want to keep on, keep on keeping on, so to speak. We want to be able to capture that so that everywhere around the world, the city of Toronto and, and, and Canada as a whole becomes ubiquitous with 
greatness, forward thinking, you know, international, I think would be would be great. I'd say that. So there's always work to do, always work to do. And, and that's why we're doing it every day. And it's exciting. You know, it, it is exciting. That when I look out my windows here, you know, you know, I go forth four sides of, of this building. I don't know how many cranes I see, uh, but a lot, uh, probably too many to count. Certainly too many to count in, in the few seconds of, of this comment. But, you know, I think about the cranes. Then I look out and I see the airport. I see Porter. We have an international airport at the foot of our financial core. Planes taking off and landing every day, you know, business and, and personal travel happening in and out of the city every day. This place is active. It's growing. It's exciting. People want to be here. Uh, we have great schools, great, uh, you know, great venues, as we discussed. And it's just a great place to be from. And it's a great place to be part of and, and witness and enjoy the, the ongoing growth. So and a lot of that has to do with the efforts of your team and, and you know, other teams just selling this wonderful place that we have so well i gotta say matt listen it's not just about two guys named matt it's really the, the <laughs> team over at, at colliers and i'd say toronto global and really everybody that that's a part of this ecosystem we all have a, a little little part to play and i think we're all doing it but but thanks for all the support and it's groups like yours that are really helping put this city on that global map and, and making that noise so really appreciate it well with that matt it's uh, always a pleasure and thank you so much for giving us your time You bet. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Collier's Talks podcast. To learn more about Collier's Canada, our experts, and our solutions, visit colliercanada.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook.